Hey there, and welcome to Marriage Talks, a real, authentic, and relatable podcast about how to thrive in your marriage. I'm Elizabeth Ann. And I'm Michael. Today we have another Fave Five. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Fave Five. We love these. Current topic edition. Yes, our Fave Five things about quarantine. Oh, the Q word. The Q word. <laughs> oh Lord, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> We're living up in it. Uh, yes, we are. I do want to say before we get into our list is um, this has not been a picnic for us. This has been really tough. This is a tough season. We're just in the beginning of it. Um, you know, we've got a long way to go. But the reason we're doing our Faith Five things about quarantine is because we have to choose joy and happiness and positivity every day. Otherwise, we're going to go into this fear-filled spiral that's going to be really difficult to get out of. And so we are choosing to see the positivity, um, the things that we are blessed with through this particular time of slow down, as scary as it is with a lot of things going on. Um, but this is just our way of choosing positivity, making the most of what we have, choosing to see the blessing, the blessings and just trusting the Lord that this is that what we're doing, you know, making the most of this quarantine time that, that that's what we should be doing. So that's why we're doing our phase five of what we're really enjoying about quarantine. Yeah. And it was <laughs> at first it was like, anything I enjoy about quarantine. And actually there are a few things that came up that are, you know, in the time of negativity, it's easy to get lost in the mix of like the downward spiral, like we're talking about, but there's a lot of good stuff too. And we'll get into that. I'm sure right now. Yes, we will. I, I don't, I don't personally have any honorable mentions, but I think you should go first. Do you have any honorable mentions? No, I just got down to the nitty gritty. To so the nitty gritty. <laughs> I think that makes that into every episode. <laughs> all right. So number five, and I tried to do them in order, but they're kind of all fairly equal in importance. But I am reading more than I used to. So I am a reader. For those of you who don't know me, um, I've always been that way ever since I could remember. I've read every book that's popular, whatever, but... I read every night for about 15 minutes and then go to sleep because, you know, sleep is important. And in the normal day to day, you kind of lose time. So with all this extra time, I'm like, well, I guess I'll read a little bit more. And uh, I'm a big Kindle proponent. I like ebooks. They're just great. And man, I've been churning through them. Some favorites of mine. I really like Pat Flynn. As a podcaster, I think no one is surprised by that, but <laughs> he's a great guy. He's written, I think, four or five books now. I'm going through Superfans, his newest one. And oh, I good. have. Because I, I know you got it. I'm glad you're reading that. Yeah. And of course, you can borrow those because you're attached to my account. Yes. But We're attached. It's, it's really good. Through vows. Yeah. And Kindle accounts. Yeah. <laughs> More importantly, of course. But no, it's really good about how to cultivate fans and how to make people feel a part of what you're building. Mm -hmm. It's really got a lot of cool, actionable things. And then next on my list is when quarantine happened, he made, I think, two other books of his free for like three days. And I already had one, so I got the other one for free. And it's been great. Another one is Dale Carnegie. Um, what is it called? how to win friends and influence people. I think so. I yeah. started that about a year ago and I got about 25% through and 
wanted to get back into it. So that's on my list too. And of course, I like reading for fun. Give me that fiction. You do. You devour some fiction books. It's I crazy. love fiction, man. Yeah, life's serious. And it's cool to just kind of escape to a place where you can have magic or, you know, solve an international espionage <laughs> circle or something like that. Give it to me all day long. I love that stuff. Nice. Yeah. What well, about you? My number five is no competition. And what I mean by that is we're in our house, so it's just us. And nobody else is um, trying to get my attention. Nothing else is trying to get my attention. So there's no competition, which means my time and energy and intention is solely for my family, which has been such an amazing investment um, when life really slows down because, you know, in a time of everybody filling their calendars with, with a bunch of stuff, um, we're forced to cancel all those things. And so it almost feels like a, a, um, I just imagine like these old Western movies kind of a thing, like when they founded a town and like nothing's going on, but your daily work and then you go home. Like that's it. You know, like where life is just super, super simple. Yeah. In a sense, you know, you're not going to a bunch of birthday parties. You're not going to a bunch of church events or, town events or movies like there's just like literally your social calendar is non-existent and so it's just a very very simple time as far as commitments are concerned so just no competition nobody else is wanting my attention away from my family basically yeah over commitment is something we talk about a fair bit mm. have we talked about on the podcast yet? we haven't specifically but that is really really good because we we are we go against the grain with that we are not over committers we're undercommitted. We're not very committed to anything. <laughs> We're non-committal. <laughs> yeah. No, to events and stuff. So. No, we are loyal friends and we will be there for yeah, our we, family we and people. But, but no, we don't. We do not just fill our calendar just to fill it. We're yeah. not like social butterflies in that sense. Like we enjoy a good party, but we're not going to... Um, just go somewhere just to go somewhere. And like we actively delete things from our calendar or specifically not schedule them because we know how important family time is. Yep. I'm a big fan of that philosophy. Yeah. What's your number four? Number four. I just dismissed the app. Oh, here we go. All right. So I wrote, um, going through trials together brings people closer in a weird way. So for example, I am doing a lot more time on the phone, which is interesting. I'm not a big phone person. I don't think many people are anymore, but as I've been kind of going, I got moved off site to a, a clinic I don't usually work at. And I found myself with about a 25 minute commute for the first three weeks of quarantine. Now I'm truly quarantined because of my work is almost basically shut down. So I found myself calling friends, calling family a bit more, catching up because I really honestly want to know how's everybody doing? There's something major kind of threatening us. How are you holding up? So it's kind of helped me feel a little more connected to my family. And then your family, who we're usually more close to geographically, we see them a lot. Um, just keeping the text game going like crazy. And then we FaceTime for like an hour and a half with um, with Elizabeth's brother and his new wife. And it was just cool getting to connect in the absence of actual family room time. At least we kind of had a virtual family room there. Yeah. So it's like, 
you kind of have to get creative with getting connected because you just kind of take it for granted. Like, oh, I see these people at work five times a week, or I see these people every Sunday at church or every Wednesday night. Now you don't see anybody. Mm. So you could just sit there and flounder and be totally isolated, but obviously that's no good. So you got to think outside of the box and kind of put more thought into your social interactions and investing in other people. I gotta, that's, that's a good change in a way. Yes. I got to say all of the videos of like people having birthdays now, like during this time of quarantine or um, it's mainly birthdays, um, but like, or like I've seen one where a little girl finished her cancer treatment and people are like lining the streets in their cars honking or like if it's your birthday, your friends will come yeah. and they'll honk their their horns. So obviously their parents will drive them like little kids. But um, those those videos have me in tears. You're tearing up right now. They aren't have you? me in tears because it's like, you know, there's it's it's one thing in the age of like Facebook and texting um, and Instagram, like congrats on your last chemo treatment or whatever. But, you know, and it's not really that big of a deal to get in your car and to go drive. But when we're so used to texting, which like takes two seconds or like, you know, a comment on an IG post or something like those are very low effort. And in comparison to making a poster, buying balloons, getting in your car, driving to that person's house, like making the effort to be there and to say congratulations or happy birthday or whatever the milestone is. Like, I just love that people are still doing that instead of shutting themselves in their homes um, for good and not like reaching out and going the extra mile for friends and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, that's Thinking awesome. outside the box. I think it'd be cool if that is one of those things that's like the post-COVID initial wave, one of those things that sticks around. I hope so. Yeah. That's really fun. Although I guess the birthday party one is like a real birthday party is better. But the chemo treatment thing, like, yeah, you, you can't don't really be have that. Chemo, chemo finish up parties, and now you can. Right. Well, and you, you shouldn't be close to that person anyway. Right. So that's pretty special. Yeah, I love it. All right. My number four is no obligations. Now, when this is all over, I'm going to enjoy going to parties and things like that, but not having to like schedule things and think a few weeks or a few months into the future. It's just really nice to not have any obligations and it's very freeing. Um, our social calendar is not very busy as it is. So, um, truly not having anything planned at all <laughs> is really nice. Like the only thing that's on the, the schedule is homeschool and clean and do the laundry. <laughs> so yeah. it's Work very, on the movie list that we're very, trying to get through. Yeah. It's very basic um, as far as obligations, but, um, and that's not to say that going to parties or birthday parties, I found cumbersome or annoying, um, it's just, it feels overwhelming sometimes, especially if you have a busy month of all the things that you want to go do. So just in this time of not having any obligations is very freeing. Yeah. It's kind of a piggyback off of your number five too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to start, we're going to stop getting invited to stuff when people listen to this. Like, oh, I guess they really don't like getting No, <laughs> we like getting invited. <laughs> uh, all right. My number three is faith building. So, um, no, that's not a building where you have faith. But um, if you've ever been through trials, 
And James talks about this in the Bible, in the New Testament. But if you've been through trials and tribulations, that is where your faith grows. Big time. So if you have a very prosperous life and like you don't, you're not challenged for anything, everything you ever want is right in front of you, then it's hard to grow. And if you've like built a business or built a family or built a relationship, you know it's not all fun, happy times. But if you if you always have the good going on and never have a challenge, you're not going to actually move forward and grow at all. So what else uh, is more challenging than a worldwide pandemic that's hurting a lot of people, killing a lot of people, and you are stuck in your house, not able to do anything, and like work is shutting down. You're not making any money. That's a challenge. And millions of people are going through it. And it's like me personally – I'm like, I have no idea how things are going to get paid for over the next six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks, who knows. But I'm just trying to basically give it up to the Lord to say, look, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, but you do. So just guide me. Like just trying to stay in the word, in prayer, and just present with my family and just kind of listen for what to do. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. I wish I would have put that on my list. Yeah. Oh, heathen. (laughs) Sorry. Well, it's not my number one, so I'm a heathen too. Uh, Well, no, I mean, that's good though, because it, it helps keep the right perspective on top of staying positive. It helps keep the true right perspective. So that's really important. Yeah. Well, and it helps with anxiety too, because. Oh, for sure. I don't struggle with anxiety, um, but. There was a moment, and I've shared this um, on another podcast yeah. that we were we were guest interviewed on, but I had a panic attack in a Home Depot like three, four weeks ago because this whole thing's got me all bent out of shape. So it's it's challenging, big time. Yeah, an anxiety filled time, that's for sure. Yep. Are we on number three. Number three. Number three. Yep, you got it. Number three. Do the things I want to. Because I am not having to juggle all these different things on our calendar um, and going to see friends, which I do love doing, um, but being really like kind of selfish in a sense, like really, truly doing the things I want to, whether that's having more time for my Bible study or um, creating content Um, which we've been doing a ton of lately. And so really pouring our heart and soul into um, marriage talks as a whole has been super exciting and fun and amazing. And I just, I love, I love creating content and I truly love editing videos. And so I've been able to have more time for that, which has been really, really fun. Which I just got to say, we've discovered this before, but Elizabeth has a love for editing video. And a skill for it. I got to say, it's really good. I love editing podcast episodes. (laughs) It's like a thing I never knew I would love until we started last year. But it's kind of a good thing, too, because we have video content and obviously podcast content, and we both love doing it. Yeah, that's a nice blessing because if we both like enjoyed making videos and making podcasts, but neither one of us like to edit either one of them, that would be a a big big problem. (laughs) Yeah. It'd either be very expensive oh. or very uh, conflictful. We would have Con- conflictful. Conflictful. We would have to learn how to deal with the conflict because I'm not paying somebody to do that. Yeah, no kidding. 
I am a DIYer till I die. Seriously. I if there's a if there's a video on how to do it or several videos on how to do it, I will master that thing, even if it takes me quadruple the amount of time as having to pay someone, I'll DIY it. See, I'm a little looser with my DIY scenarios if it's going to be pretty difficult. Or my big thing is if I can do more damage from a financial perspective by screwing up than it would be for me to pay a guy, I'm going to pay a guy. Like we have an electrician that we trust. If it has to do with high voltage, I am not going to do it. No, I'll I'll change outlet boxes. I'll change light switches. I'll change light bulbs. But when it comes to the master switchboard up in the garage, I'm calling Jake for that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I would never watch a YouTube video on how to do that. Because what I would do is I would end up like searching for YouTube and then I'd find accidentally the ones of the guy getting electrocuted (laughs) to death. (laughs) Yes. No, when it's serious, like life threatening like that, of course we would need to pay someone and we would, but, um, no, if it's like, I would, you know, quote simple stuff, um, simple in terms of it just would take me longer to do it unless, you know, aside from having to pay someone or whatever, I will, I'll DIY it. I want to figure it out. I also like the, the feeling of accomplishing that. So it, it does feel good. Me. That's something I've definitely discovered. Our entire irrigation system out back was fully done by Elizabeth's dad and me. And I wish I could say it's 50-50, but <laughs> when he listens, he'll know. So <laughs> he's kind of leading the charge on that. But yeah, it feels good to have that thing. Every time it turns on and gets everything fully wet. Yeah, it had something to do with that. Yeah. All right. So we are on. Your number three. My number three. Mm-hmm. My or did number you just three do was that? faith building. Yeah. So I'm on. Did I start? Okay. You did start. You're on number two. All right. So yeah, this is very difficult to keep track of. Just kidding. All right. Catching up on home projects. Hey, it's a nice piggyback there. There you a little go. segue for you. I have a list of things that I haven't been able to do. Working full time, raising some babies, running some home-based businesses. You have very little time. And like we've talked about before in various different ways, one of the big perks of COVID-19 and all the pandemic is that you have more time. So I've been, I've got a list, a handwritten list that I have knocked off two of them already, just in a couple of days of actual quarantine and plan on getting more of those done. It's actually pretty good. The problem is Getting it done on a super limited budget, a.k.a. zero Zero. Bucks. If you've already yeah. got the supplies, then you can do it. <laughs> yeah, luckily I do for some of these things, but with um, work prospects drying up, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to spend $250 on a new fan or new soffits under the roof. I'm just going to basically do the stuff I already have and finish all that. But it's been fun. I like home projects to a point. <laughs> Like I was saying earlier, if it gets too difficult, I'm not You do fan. get frustrated, but it's just because you don't know. Yeah. You don't feel equipped. And so that's, I get that. That's a hard mindset to overcome. Yeah. Okay. My number two is intentional connection because our time for like seeing people or connecting with people is not guaranteed as far as like, I don't know when the next time I'm going to talk to, like I can always text my friends, but, um, 
I've been doing a lot of like Marco Polo and I, I don't know. I just feel like the connection with people is so much more intentional and you get past all the junk. Like, you know, you see somebody you're like, Oh, Hey, how you doing? Da, 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 and then you, you know, go about your way. But now it's like, Hey, how are you doing? Yeah. That's been a huge change. Yeah. Like really wanting to know, like not, don't just say fine. Cause I know you're not fine. Tell me how you're doing. Ain't ain't nobody fine right now. No. Everybody's struggling somehow. No. Doesn't fine stand for something? I don't know. Fine. There's like a, if you know what it is, let me know. Yeah. It stands for something, but basically it's that you're not fine. Um. Anyway, so just like the connection with people is just so much more intentional and meaningful. And you really want to know like how, how people are doing emotionally. How's their anxiety level? Do they need anything? Because so many people are like, you know, out of a job or they've actually gotten COVID and you're checking in on people. Like Michael was chatting with a friend, just checking in and see how they were doing. And they actually do have COVID and just letting that person know like, hey, we're praying for you, just checking in. Um, so it, there's just, there's more people, even though we're like confined in our space, I feel like there's more connection that's actually happening. I feel like. And I hope that's the case for other people. Yeah, I really do think that deliberateness that you have to have is making a big difference. And you need to reach out to people a little bit more than average because you, if you don't, you're in total isolation. So it's a big deal. All right, we're on to number one, huh? Mm-hmm, number All one. All right, the final one. Number one. All right, I promise this is not pandering to the audience across from me, but getting to spend time with Beth and the kids has been, it's been great. So, um, like I said, if you've been listening, you know that my work as a physical therapist, we've been slowly losing patients and our caseload has dwindled. However, when everybody else was on like the true, like jobs gone remote, you're staying at home, you're in your house. People have been doing this for three weeks. Mine just started like Wednesday, which is a couple of days ago. Which is bonkers to me. So it really feels like I just started the actual quarantine stuff where like my work is shut down. I have nothing to do for a full week now. My my next time on the shift is going to be like Monday or Tuesday of next week. So I'm looking at like true, I've got a full week of vacation basically. Unfortunately, it's not paid. But at this moment on day one or two, depending on how you look at it, I feel energized in a w- weird way. So like today I had the best time playing with the kids, getting breakfast ready, getting their lunch ready, kind of being, um, kind of taking over the normal, um, torch from Elizabeth. And I was like, this is great. I had a, we played the whole day. I got to talk to our oldest while the two younger boys were sleeping. And I, I'm sitting at the end of the day now feeling super energized about that. Now, will I feel the same in 16 days? (laughs) I don't know about that, but. It was cool. And I want to try to keep that same positive outlook of having that gift of time. Yeah. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We always complain about having, not having enough time. And now we've been given the gift of time. And now everybody wants to complain about the time. Mm -hmm. So don't complain about the time. Take that time 
because time just flies by. And if you're a parent, you know, you look at your kid who was once an infant, two months old, and now they're a teenager. And you're like, where did the time go? Well, here's the thing. You've been given the gift of time. I'm getting on a soapbox here. Yeah, We've been given the gift of time. Just love it. Okay. I'm done. Yeah. Love the time. All right. My number one, more time. I'm loving the more time. It's the, yes. Yeah. So it's all of that. I figured you would put that too. I'm loving the time. I really am. I don't need to say anything else. Oh, that I was just, really quick. I, we, just, I didn't need to rush you. Because I just did. No, it's okay. No, it's good. More time. I love it. And yeah. so now if you're if this is your first time listening, we always do a challenge every episode. So your challenge for this week is in the next seven days, sit down with your spouse and talk about the things that you like about being quarantined. It may take you a minute. But there are some things, I swear. There are things. And number you can take from our list. Obviously, it's going to be pretty similar for a lot of people. Yeah. Talk about those things and celebrate those things because it's going to be a new mind shift. If you need to do it every day until you're not quarantined anymore, then do it because keeping that positive mindset is so key. Yeah. And with that, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for listening. We we really had a I had a good time talking about our Faith Five. Um, I th- oh yeah, I, I always too. do. Okay, good. Some of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for listening. And if you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. That really is a great way to help others find um, marriage talks. And um, we're gonna leave links in the show notes of where you can follow us for Instagram and Facebook. And that is our episode today for Faith Five. Yeah. So good. It's exciting. Thanks, guys, for listening. Yeah, looking forward (laughs) to talking with you guys next week. Yeah. See ya.